Hello, and welcome back to the Legends, Lore, and Larceny podcast. I'm Charlie Stone, your bumbling but lovable host, and I want to say that I'm extremely excited that you have joined me once again to hear about some weird stuff that I find interesting. Uh, I hope you've had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, I know I did, uh, to talk about myself for just a moment. Um, uh, Over the holiday season, I hope you'll find this interesting. Uh, I drove about 1,200 miles uh, because of a wedding in northeastern Arkansas. Shout out to Dylan and Abigail. I hope you had a happy honeymoon and a happy new year. Uh, thanks also to my lovely girlfriend, MK, who kept me awake and entertained in the car for all that time. Uh, if not for her, I would probably be in a ditch somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas. Uh, also, I turned 23 between episodes, so yay me, I'm slightly older, but I don't think I'm any wiser, so, uh, you know, wish me luck. I think I'm going to need it. Uh, I hope you remember the last episode, because this is um, part two of the Heaven's Gate UFO cult episode, so if you haven't listened to that first episode, or if you need a refresher, I would recommend brushing up and... You know, that would add some plays to the episode, which would be cool for me. Uh, If you did listen, I will give you a brief recap. Uh, Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles started a new religion involving aliens in the early 1970s. They recruited more and more people to their way of thinking, which involved souls being aliens, uh, which would ascend to the next level when someone dies. Uh, An alien mothership coming to Earth uh, was going to destroy Earth and all life on it, except for a few chosen people, uh, the Heaven's Gate cult. Toward the end of the last episode, we talked about how the cult was getting more culty, including putting Applewhite Nettles into supreme leadership positions and everyone else into student positions, uh, like a classroom. Uh, Like I said, if you want more detailed info about the beginnings of this cult, go listen to the first episode. Um, But for all of those who have listened, buckle up. It's uh, going to get wild. Listener discretion is advised uh, if you are sensitive to topics around cults and more specifically suicide cults. uh, This episode probably isn't for you. So uh, if you want to back out, now's your chance. Uh, The Heaven's Gate cult is progressing through the late 70s and early 80s. There wasn't much recruitment like there was in the early 70s, and the group was very close-knit. Applewhite and Nettles kept predicting the appearance of the mothership, and it kept on not happening. Happening. Um, Very funny how that works. Uh, Remember the 17 steps from the last episode? Well, the students of Heaven's Gate kept to those rules, and uh, since they were how since they okay since the rules were how the people of the next level thought and acted uh, they didn't use too much toothpaste they kept conversation short and to the point and always thought about what was considerate to others uh, to be more like those aliens they also came up with different words for stuff and dressed peculiarly as far as the uniforms or dress code went they all wore the same things so as not to stand out or attract attention from anyone else in the cult Uh, Further on down the timeline, which I will talk about, uh, they started dressing in jumpsuits, which looked like something off the set of Star Trek, 
which is pretty appropriate as far as weird space Jesus stuff goes. Uh, When it came to renaming things, there was a lot. So let's start with food. Food was called fuel since their bodies were machines containing alien essence. Uh, Eating food was called consuming and kitchens were referred to as Nutri-Labs. Meals were called experiments, so in a day you'd have first, second, and third experiments, or breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, It was all very science-y, nonsense terms. Uh, Houses and other dwelling places were called crafts, and all errands and missions outside of home base were called out-of-craft tasks. Uh, The body was a vehicle, and the brain was a computer, and sex was called sensuality. Uh, Let's talk about sensuality for a minute. If you'll recall from last time, sex was viewed as unnecessary and even taboo in the early stages of the cult, but it became more and more taboo as time went on. Even thinking about sex was a no-no, which isn't really different than most mainstream religions, but I mean, come on, if you try and control people's thoughts, you're heading down a path with ends in you either succeeding or failing at trying to have complete control over someone, uh, which isn't, you know, a great thing. People are supposed to have the freedom to think how they want, which creates individuality and discourse, which are some of the best parts of humanity. So if you're thinking of trying to start a cult and bring people to their knees, maybe take a second to reflect. Do you really want to strip someone of their will and individuality? Um, If the answer is yes, maybe check yourself into an institution and stay off the internet. We don't really need any more uh, extreme charismatics or cult leaders doing bad things to people. So if you're listening and you have the compulsion to be completely dominant over another person, controlling every aspect of their life, uh, you know, maybe do some self-reflection. Uh, anyway, back to the subject at subject at hand. Sorry, I have a sore on the bottom of my tongue, which makes it hard to move around. So if I'm talking more slowly, um, and exaggeratedly today than normal, that's why, uh, sexuality was banned in the cult. And some people think this was because of Marshall Applewhite's supposed homosexuality. Uh, In the first episode, we talked about how Marshall was fired from a university for allegedly having inappropriate sexual contact with a male student, so it could be true that he was a gay man. This could be the reason behind the banning of sexual contact and thoughts within the cult, but who knows for sure? Definitely not me. Uh, Eventually, this hatred and shunning of sexuality came to a head, as it always does, because Applewhite approached one of his students in the cult and confessed that his vessel was becoming attracted to the other man's vessel. Uh, The next logical step for the cult, I'm sure you all will agree, uh, because it is a very sane and rational thing to do, was to get castrated so that uh, they wouldn't think of sex anymore. Oh boy. Uh, One man went before Applewhite, uh, and some doctors say that the castration... Oh, some sources say that the castration idea was his. So one guy before Applewhite maybe suggested castration. And Applewhite was like, yeah, sure, that sounds great. Uh, um, Another member of the cult had worked with a doctor specializing in testicular removal. uh, So she went to work. 
After the procedure, something went wrong, and this guy was in terrible pain. Uh, Applewhite allegedly saw that this had gone too far and asked to be taken to the police, but, of course, that never happened. Um, so after this, they decided to do it by the books. And by the books, I do mean how to chop your balls off for dummies. Uh, they went to a professional, and about 10 members of Heaven's Gate were castrated, including Applewhite. Um, and this makes me cringe even thinking about it. Uh, that sounds so incredibly painful. Uh, one thing that Heaven's Gate taught was that people who were going to ascend would be in perfect health or would evolve or transcend to perfect health. Well, this one turned out to be a little fib because in the early 1980s, Bonnie Nettles started to get sick. She worsened until she finally had to go to a doctor who told her that she had ocular cancer or cancer in her eyeball. Uh, in 1983, she had the eye taken out and replaced with a prosthetic, but it was too late. The cancer had spread throughout her body, uh, especially her liver and kidneys, and it was tearing it apart. Of course, she refused to acknowledge this since she was going to transcend with Applewhite, but apparently this wasn't in the cards for Bonnie. Uh, on June 19th, 1985, Bonnie Nettles succumbed to her cancer and died a horrible, painful death. She was cremated, and her ashes were scattered around a lake in Texas. Now you might be thinking, well, why didn't Bonnie have perfect health, and why didn't she ascend with the rest of Heaven's Gate? Of course, we have two options here. I'll let you pick your favorite. Uh, option one, Bonnie's vehicle was worn out. So worn out, in fact, that she had to transcend a little early, but transcend she did, right to the mothership. Or there's option two, which I'm more inclined to think about. Uh, option two, this whole thing was bull and a sick woman died. So again, pick your favorite, but I'm tending toward number two. Uh, with Bonnie safely in the next level ahead of everyone else, this left sole leadership to Marshall. Of course, that didn't mean he wanted it. In fact, legend has it that Marshall tried to sell leadership to someone else, but everyone else thought he was the best candidate for the role. Uh, but he has to scramble for more explanation as to why Bonnie died. He figured that since she was already up in the next level, uh, you know, that made her God. And since she was the person who got him into all of this uh, with the um, sign readings and the mysticism and stuff, uh, since she got him into this, uh, that he was probably Jesus. That's right. Marshall Applewhite was space Jesus. Uh, up next on Marshall's totally not crazy decision list was deciding to get married to, uh, to everyone in the cult. You know in Catholicism when nuns symbolically get, symbolically get married to Jesus so that they forgo all worldly desire or temptation? Well, this was sort of like that since Marshall declared that he was space Jesus. He married the whole cult so that they would be a united unit, and uh, apparently they were all okay with this. I don't know if it was real legal marriage or, you know, spiritual common law type things. Uh, I'm inclined to think it wasn't legal since uh, polygamy hasn't been legal for a long, long time. Uh, <clears throat> Marshall cracked down on the rules, making private thoughts illegal and a bunch of other cool things. 
and uh, Heaven's Gate got a lot more churchy. Uh, Marshall started quoting scripture and bending it to his next level agenda. Um, Bending scripture is always a cool thing to do, and you should never question anyone who does it, like politicians, megachurch prosperity pastors, and, of course, cult leaders. Uh, If they're doing this, they must have a good reason, uh, and you shouldn't doubt them. Uh, Before Bonnie died, she was the main proponent within the cult of certain New Age ideas, like meditation and yoga, but Marshall personally wasn't a fan. Uh, He started saying that Eastern New Age ideas were actually tools of the Luciferians, who were trying to corrupt and distract Heaven's Gate. Uh, If you remember, Luciferians are the uh, evil deities, demons, things that got into all of the major world religions to distract people from the message of the next level. Um, Just hearing myself talk about this semi-seriously is making me have serious doubts about my mental health. And I'm not even considering this. This is how crazy this is. Uh, Like all good cult leaders, once Marshall started to use the Bible for his own purposes, he peeked in the back and noticed Revelation. Uh, He began preaching about the end times, and more specifically, how the mothership would be coming on the tail of the... Nah, well, I'll save that for later. How the mothership would be coming uh, to recycle the earth. But uh, it would save the members of Heaven's Gate and bring them to the next level. Now, at this point, it was about 1988, and the group's members were dwindling. Marshall figured it was time for more recruitment. He and members of the cult created informational packets called the 88 Update and sent them out to people, including groups he had claimed were controlled by evil Luciferians, like Buddhist groups, mainstream Christianity, and Islam. Uh, Islamist groups, I should say. Uh, They also decided that television was a good medium to reach people. Uh, Those tapes I was talking about in the last episode come in here. I wish that I could play you a sample of this man's ramblings, but... Oh, wait. What's this? Oh, it's part one of the Heaven's Gate initiation tape on YouTube? Well, uh, let's take a listen. Shall we? Classroom, or in old language, a couple thousand years ago, disciples. Yeah, sure. Those who are trying to prepare themselves for entry no, makes into sense. the evolutionary level mm-hmm. above human, synonymous with the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Space Jesus, yes. We're going to talk to you about the most urgent thing that is on our mind, and what we suspect is the most urgent thing on the minds of those who will connect with us. Yeah, yeah. We'll title this tape, uh, Planet Earth. You didn't think of that before? About to be recycled. Oh, that that's a good name, I guess. Your only chance to evacuate. Oh, you're still going? Is to leave with us. Oh, okay. Planet Earth. Oh, you're About you're doing to it? be okay. recycled. Your only chance to survive you or evacuate you didn't think of this before to leave okay. okay with us now that's pretty major statement yeah I'd pretty say. bold in yes. terms of religion in terms of absolutely anybody's intelligent thinking to most 
people who would consider themselves intelligent beings that say, well, that's, I don't know about that's intelligent. absurd. What's all this doomsday stuff? Yeah, that's What's what I'm all thinking. this prophetic stuff? Yes. That's, you know, yeah. intelligent human beings should realize that everything has their cycle. They have their season. They have their beginning. They have their end. Okay, uh, I think that's probably enough of that. Um, there's just a whole bunch of crazy rambling. Um, and back then, not a whole lot of people took them seriously. Well, not a, lot, a whole lot of people take it seriously now, but especially back in the day when they were uh, just being released. Uh, mostly only people who had seen uh, what the cult was, who had been inside, came back. It did work for them. Um, it's kind of crazy to think these worked on anyone, uh, but you'd be surprised how much desperate people are willing to suspend belief. I don't think it's right to condemn every person who joined the cult. I think they were victims of Marshall and Bonnie, who were very charismatic and convincing to people looking for something else to believe in. I think charismatic people have this innate gift to say something with conviction and then have people believe it because the person telling them looks and sounds sincere. Uh, just a side note here. I love playing this game with my friends. I, I think I'm a pretty charismatic person. I don't know how to make that not sound like a brag. Um, one time, <laughs> I convinced uh, my friend that Oprah Winfrey had died. This was like a year ago. I stood up straight. I looked him in the eye and I said, without humor, Oprah Winfrey died. Oprah Winfrey died. Now, here's, here's the difference between people who use this as a joke uh, and Marshall Applewhite. When my friend said, wait, really? I waited a few seconds and said, no, not really, because I care about people. I don't want them, I, I don't want to use them for my own ends, and this is a thing that he could look up on Google in about 10 seconds or less, right? He could see if Oprah Winfrey was dead. Marshall, however, was using something that people have tried and pretended to understand for thousands of years, the Bible. No one understands the true nature of God or Allah or Vishnu or any other deity. A deity that is completely understandable is not a deity. It's a human with immense power. So to make people believe that you know everything about the next level or Christianity or Islam should be a no-brainer that you're faking. But when you're in a state where you have believed something all your life, then a traumatic event, uh, losing a loved one, losing a house, job, friend, can shake those beliefs. And then to have someone come up to you and profess to know exactly why that happened to you, I think is predatory behavior. If you want to hear more about what happens in a cult to bring people in, I went over the 12 stages of a cult in the last episode. Give it a listen. Uh, so in 1993, chugging on along, Heaven's Gate put a $30,000 ad in USA Today stating that a UFO was coming to Earth to destroy everything, and this was the last chance to join up before Doomsday. Um, this ad said that people signing up were essentially about to step into real-life Star Trek, and that joining up would probably cost them their friends, family, and all aspects of their humanity. Um, if only Marshall had been, you know, recruiting today. I know a lot of people, or theoretically I know a lot of people, who uh, 
the most important thing in their life is Star Trek. Uh, they probably don't have a lot of friends or family to begin with. Uh, you know, they wouldn't be given up too much and to cosplay, you know, uh, Star Trek would probably be a dream come true. If only he had waited, you know, 20 more years. Uh, after this, Heaven's Gate went on a nine-month tour all over the U.S., hoping to con more people into joining them. You know, what I don't get is, what is the con? I mean, it's obviously a con, right? Marshall surely knows that there are no aliens, so why does he want these people? I mean, he doesn't really want their money. He has no use for it. He doesn't want sex. There's That's something that a human would do, and he's more than human. Plus, you know, he has no testicles. He doesn't want power because, again, that's a human construct, being in higher standing than someone else. Why did he do this? I guess that's the big question when anyone looks over this case. The cult held public meetings, handed out flyers, and gave interviews, but they weren't as popular as they were in the 70s. Huh. I wonder why. Uh, Could it have been that everyone in the 70s was just coming off the hippie craze, Vietnam, and heavy drug use? I mean, the 90s had drugs, war, and counterculture stuff for sure, but not like the 70s. They probably weren't as pumped about aliens either. According to the Wikipedia page on alien sightings, there were somewhere around 32 different UFO sightings around the world between 1950 and 1974. Of course, take this with a grain of salt because A, people see what they want to see, and B, you know, this is Wikipedia. But uh, this shows a little of how UFO crazy the world was back then. Uh, When Heaven's Gate went to people to tell them about the alien essences inside of themselves, people told them that they were actually full of... um, What they were actually full of. Dang, I just ruined that joke. Um, I'm saying that they were full of crap. Uh, And I can't see anything wrong with this. It sounds crazy, right? I mean, if any of this is resonating with you, I want you to take a moment to reflect and, you know, straighten some things out. Uh, In 1995, Heaven's Gate got the internet. They trolled message boards with subjects like Christianity, aliens, and AI, and then they built a website. They put their beliefs out there on the World Wide Web and expectedly got trolled so hard. They were cyberbullied, and I can't say that if I had been on the internet or the world in 1997, I probably wouldn't have done anything differently. Um... But something happened online that would change the direction of the cult in a specific, deadly way. When they were doing all this recruitment on message boards about space, they learned about the Hale-Bopp comet. In 1995, Alan Hale and Thomas Bopp found an unusually bright comet in the night sky, the the trajectory of which was going to pass the Earth within the next two years. The Hale-Bopp comet is probably the brightest comet to ever come by Earth, as far as we know, and was supposedly even more bright and beautiful than Halley's Comet. It had twin tails, one blue and one white, and its orbit was so huge that it went around the sun once every 2,500 years or so, meaning that this was definitely a -a once-in-a-lifetime appearance, and scientists think that it might never come around again. I recommend looking it up online because you're never going to see it in real life unless, of course, you're Keanu Reeves, uh, who is, of course, an immortal vampire. 
Um, so this comet is visible to the naked eye when it's close. It's got two tails, and there was something else special about it. People who observed the comets were that they could see uh, uh, something else behind the comet, tailing it. Uh, now to crazy people who were invested in alien Jesus, this sounded like exactly what they were look- looking for. The Hale-Bopp comet was their sign that the recycling was about to begin. The group was ecstatic. They partied, gave gifts, baked cakes. People who had left the group came back after they saw the comet. I have to say, this was pretty great timing for the cult. I mean, they'd been claiming that Doomsday was coming for 20-odd years and were always wrong, but this comet was a once-in-2,500-years type of thing. Uh, Like a lot of cults, when they got a lot of attention, they started getting paranoid about human agencies trying to shut them down. They were probably afraid of all the Luciferians crawling around. They were also afraid that their knowledge of aliens would lead to the government coming to get them, since they had all those aliens locked up in Area 51 and such. All this fear would lead to the decision to make their exit from this worldly plane. And I'm not using a euphemism here. They actually called their plan the exit. They were going to leave their vehicles behind and ascend to the next level. Well, at first, they bought guns and advertised for people to join up and bring their weapons with them. They quickly decided this probably wasn't a great plan. Uh, They toyed around with the thought of just letting their vehicles break down over time, but there was a problem with this, too. It seemed that Marshall was slowly dying. Some of his followers seemed to believe he had some form of cancer, just like Bonnie, but this hasn't been proven to the best of my knowledge. Uh, Marshall then asked the group if they were okay, all okay with suicide. Nobody really liked this idea since dying is scary, and suicide, to me at least, is you know even scarier still. Some people left, most people cried, but those who stayed agreed um, uh, agreed that suicide was a viable option. Sorry, I lost my place there. A few people joined between 95 and 96, but one of them left, so their numbers stayed more or less the same. In a weird financial move, they bought an abandoned summer camp in New Mexico and moved in. I guess it makes sense when you look at what happened in hindsight, but it must have seemed bizarre during the actual time. I guess that's why Marshall wanted new people. I mentioned earlier that I really didn't understand, but why he wanted people, but maybe it was for the money. I mean, I assume that none of them worked, um, so they couldn't keep a steady stream of income, but if you take people's live savings when they join the cult, you can afford to build websites, go on national tours, and buy a 40-acre summer camp in New Mexico. Uh, Apparently, they were calling this new compound in the summer camp, uh, quote, the launch pad, unquote. And they had plans to build a nice place, but they didn't have any help, and the winter was approaching. Eventually, it got real cold in the New Mexican desert, and the launch pad was just too hard to build. Uh, I don't think they finished it, but also, you know, uh, they could have sold it before they were done. Either way, they weren't going to be using it for long. Uh, the cult found their new favorite radio show in 1996, Coast to Coast, with Art Bell. Now, Art Bell and I are kind of uh, kindred spirits in some ways. I've, I've never met the man. He died a few years back, but 
He sounds like he was interested in the same stuff I am. He often talked with guests about paranormal stuff like ghosts, UFOs, and Bigfoot, as well as government conspiracies and other things that I've covered on my show. I've never listened to his stuff, but I think I'll have to give it a try if I can find it. Uh, Heaven's Gate started listening to Bell in 1996 when he would take calls and talk about the Hale-Bob Comet and how it definitely had a spaceship behind it. I think Bell's main problem, or what people were calling in about the most, was that the U.S. government refused to confirm the existence of aliens in the comet's wake. Uh, this is how Heaven's Gate became convinced that aliens were coming with the comet. Uh, some people who called in claimed to be able to remotely view the comet via mind powers and confirmed that the alien ship was larger than Earth and definitely had aliens in there. Now, I know whoever this is sounds crazy, and uh, you're right. I think they're probably crazy. Uh, the cult rented a mansion in Santa Fe, New Mexico, visited a UFO-themed casino, went to SeaWorld, traveled over the border to Tijuana, and had all kinds of fun before the planet was recycled. Uh, they also planned how they were going to go out and decided that they were going to do it in style. They created exit uniforms, which looked a lot like the costumes from Star Trek, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, they even attached patches on the shoulders of their uniforms, which read Heaven's Gate Away Team. They also bought a bunch of Nike Decades because they all wanted a match. Why the Decades? Well, Marshall thought they looked cool, and he was able to get a good deal for them. You know, I thought there was going to be something like a, a Y2K connection. No, just they looked nice. Uh, before they exited the Earth, Heaven's Gate sat down for exit interviews. Everyone in the cult gave interviews, including Marshall, who gave the longest one. Shocker. Uh, most of the interviews addressed the brainwashing allegations and assured folks that they weren't crazy and they weren't being forced in this cult. Uh, they thanked Marshall and Bonnie for the opportunity to ascend to the next level and that they were going somewhere better. Probably most disturbing, most of the cults expressed that they were overjoyed to exit the Earth, even smiling and joking around. Uh, before their exit, one member managed to escape. He talked with Apple White about how he was having doubts and fears about taking his own life, and in a twist I didn't see coming, Marshall said, yeah, that's reasonable. In fact, I think you should leave. Maybe this is the next plan level's plan for you. The next level's plan for you. Uh, this guy, whose name was Rio D'Angelo, received a package after his cult had ascended to the next level. It contained VHS tapes and floppy disks. On the tapes were all of the exit interviews done by the cultists, and the floppy disks contained all of the teaching material from the cult. Uh, a few other former members got these packages so that Heaven's Gate would live on after the exit. I don't get this part since I thought they were convinced the Earth was going to blow up and be recycled. Maybe they sent it out uh, for the slim chance that the Earth didn't blow up? Uh, but I thought they had faith. That's real messed up, man, going back on your faith. Uh, D'Angelo was actually the person to find the aftermath of the exit. He drove down to the rented mansion and called 911 to report an anonymous tip. He had found something awful. 
Uh, when the police arrived on March 26, they found 39 people in the same outfit, all dead. 37 of them were lying on beds, their arms to their sides covered in purple shrouds. They had packed bags with them, and at first, the police thought that all of them were men, but this was because all of them had shaved heads. I think uh, 20-something of them were women, and the rest were men. Uh, when going through the cultists' pockets, they found forms of ID and a uh, $5.75 in everyone's pockets. Uh, apparently, in an old Mark Twain story, $5.75 was the price to ride a comet to heaven. Yep, uh, the fiction writer Mark Twain once said that it takes $5.75 to get to heaven, and 39 people killed themselves because of this idea. Uh, this is where it might get explicit. It seems that there were multiple waves to this suicide occurring um, from March 22nd until they were um, found. They all followed identical procedures for exiting, except for the last two, who I'll talk about in a moment, um, which was to mix some barbiturates into their applesauce or pudding. And when I say some barbiturates, I do mean a ton of barbiturates, a lethal dose. Apparently, this method of suicide wasn't quick enough for them, so they washed down their barbiturate snacks with vodka. Uh, if you don't know, both alcohol and barbiturates, sleeping pills, are depressive substances or things that slow down your nervous system and brain function so that you can sleep or calm down. If you combine sleeping pills and vodka, your nervous system can become so slow that your heart and lungs can stop altogether. This is why you should never combine alcohol with sleeping pills, just FYI. It could be deadly. After the cultist fell asleep, uh, to make it even quicker, special cult members would tie plastic bags around the sleeping cultist's heads to suffocate them. I guess what I don't understand is why take the drugs if you're just going to suffocate them. I guess maybe they did trials and found that it was too slow. And I suppose that they wanted everyone to go out the same way, so everyone had to eat the pudding and drink the vodka, and then be suffocated. Uh, the dead cultists were then covered in purple shrouds, and they would move on to the next level. Supposedly. Uh, eventually, after the waves, Marshall went with wave two. Uh, there were just two other cultists. They performed the ritual on Marshall uh, and the rest of the cultists and then tied plastic bags around their own heads and waited to die. Uh, these two were found without shrouds over them, and this is how authorities knew how it went. Now, let's talk about the aftermath. The ripples of the mass suicide of Heaven's Gate were felt all around the world. This was, I believe, the largest mass suicide on U.S. soil, and probably still is. I couldn't find any bigger ones on U.S. soil. The Jonestown mass suicide, which claimed the lives of somewhere around 900 people, was one of the largest, if not the largest, but it wasn't on U.S. soil, so Heaven's Gate still wins in that regard. Uh, everyone who heard about the group reasoned uh, that Heaven's Gate was filled with lunatics and fanatics, it was parodied, spoofed, and otherwise joked about. I made a few snarky comments in this episode and the last one, but I like to think that most of them were at Marshall Applewhite's expense, since he is the dis undisputed villain of this story and may share the title with Bonnie Nettles, but uh, she didn't end up seeing the end of the group she helped form. 
I don't think that the people who died that day were bad people. They didn't really commit any crimes. They weren't menaces to society. They didn't force anyone who was unwilling to join them. They were victims of Marshall's clear-cut insanity. I struggle to believe that he was truly convinced of the message he was delivering, but I just can't seem to find a real logical reason why he would do this. Maybe he was just crazy, or maybe he wanted to cause as much pain, suffering, and loss as he could. Uh, And he found the perfect way to do so. After the initial event, aftershocks followed. At least three cult members who were not at the mansion at the time of departure, departure decided to also take their own lives. One other member attempted suicide but was unsuccessful and made a recovery. Physically, at least. To this day, Heaven's Gate's website is still active. There are folks who still subscribe to the belief system, and they maintain the site, hanging on to the hope that the Earth will one day be recycled, or, if they exit their vehicles before this, that they will join the next level. It's a very dated-looking site. It looks like it was built in the 90s, but it has a lot of information about the cult. Most of the articles haven't changed since 1997, uh, but there is one that I think might be a more recent addition. Uh, the page is called Our Position Against Suicide, which claims that to commit suicide is equivalent to spitting in the face of the beings of the next level uh, who gave you a vehicle to begin with. If you forsake your vehicle early, that's not good, except on very few occasions. See, the loophole on the site is dependent on if the powers that be in this world, the Luciferians or those controlled by them, start to try and capture or oppress Heaven's Gate. Um, There might be a way out on their own terms. You see what I'm getting at? If you really want to, I don't know why you would, you can look into joining Heaven's Gate via their website, heavensgate.com, where they have literature, videos, transcripts, and other helpful tips to evolve into the alien you have always been on the inside. Now, to be clear, I'm not advocating for going to this website and leaving hateful or derogatory comments. That's not what this show is about. Um, Now, if Marshall Applewhite had survived the mass suicide and was still trying to recruit people from jail, that'd be a different story. I say bully him all you like. He was an egomaniac and, some might argue, a murderer. Well, I guess that's it uh, for Heaven's Gate. If you enjoyed this episode, I would ask that you please leave it a rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you have a question about the show or a topic a suggestion, shoot me an email at legendslorelarcenypod at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram as, um, at legendslorelarcenypod and on X at legendsllpod. I guess that's about it. See you in two weeks to discuss something else dark and strange and maybe also a little bit funny if you find this stuff funny. Uh, until then, go commit some larceny. Not really. I would never uh, advocate for crime. And stay legendary. Not talking about human life. If planet is about to be recycled, and we see the planet as a stepping stone, planet Earth a stepping stone, that just as within a civilization, a civilization evolves upward, that each segment of civilization becomes more civilized, less barbaric. And-